Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, and it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from Roe, just Roe, no last name, who writes to us all the way from, well, there's no address either. Anyway, and he writes, how does the average Pandaren feel about open trade with Zandalar just a few years removed from the Zandalari incursion? Well, what an insightful and well-thought-out question, Roe. Professor Talib and I just love it when our listeners challenge us with questions that call not only for a knowledge of Pandaren history, but really makes us look at what's going on in Pandaria today. You know, interesting bit of trivia here. Pandaria Today was actually the original title for the Half-Hill Report, but uh, unfortunately that was already taken by a scroll publisher in the Jade Forest. Anyway, thanks for writing, Roe. And now, on with the news. Shadowpan Senior Command has released a statement that an undisclosed number of Shadowpan warriors assigned to the 7th Legion are currently reported as missing in action in the Arathi Highlands Warfront. This region in the Eastern Kingdoms has seen active skirmishing between Horde and Alliance forces in recent days as the Alliance seeks to maintain its hold on the area around Stromgard Keep against a growing Horde presence. The Shadowpan are working closely with Alliance forces in Stromgard under the command of Captain Roderick Brewston and have sent additional special operations units to the area to help locate and rescue the missing warriors. Oh dear, I, I wonder if Elmick has heard about this yet. Uh, the Half-Hill Report will continue to monitor this story and provide updates as we receive them. The Half-Hill Report is made possible in part thanks to a grant from the Iron Paw Culinary Institute, proudly advancing the art of Pandaren cuisine through research and education. In sports news, the mighty Mushans of Half-Hill Agricultural College came back strong after their loss last week with a shutout victory over the Bilgewater Buccaneers of the Bilgewater Vocational Institute. The Mushans' offense was led by junior Kyung Brightgame, who scored an impressive 12 criticals and a surprise triple, while the defense completely shut down any offensive threat from the Bucks. In an interview after the game, Kyung said she gave full credit to the victory to a brilliant game plan by Coach Driftbranch and outstanding team play. Bucks coach Crosscheck said that while the loss was disappointing, the trip was still profitable since they held the Goblin Gumbo concession for the game. This win brings the Mushans' record to 3-2 on the season and definitely puts them in contention for the postseason and a possible rematch against their arch-rivals from Orgrimmar Community College. The Mushans take their game on the road next week against the Gadgeteers of Nomuragan Tech, who, of course, still share a home stadium with Ironforge School of Mines. It's time for Dwarven Dispatches with Eamon Wetbranch, brought to you by Nessingwari Safari. 
When we heard from Eamon two weeks ago, he was just coming off a brief um, rest period after a difficult and disturbing mission in Nazmir. So, let's see what he has for us this week. Take it away, Eamon. Hello, lad. I'm sending this dispatch from Stromgard Keep, and I've got troubling news for you. Troubling news indeed. You will have heard by now that there was a bit of a dust-up in the Arathi Highlands. We were sent out on a skirmish assignment, and, well, the intelligence we got from SI-7 on the Defiler's unit we went up against wasn't, wasn't so good. There were a lot more of them than we believed, and they were supported by heavy cavalry units. It was a vicious battle, but you can bet we gave them all the fight they wanted and more. But in the end, we were outnumbered and had to retreat back to Stromgard. Part of our unit was cut off from the retreat. I'm afraid several of them were Pandaren Shadowpan. But don't you worry, Boyo. We're heading back out in force as soon as the Shadowpan reinforcements show up, and we'll get them out of there. You, you tell Velmic for me that the last time I saw Taolin, she was in fine shape and really given the horde what for. Well, that's all for now, lad. And you make sure to tell the folks there in Half Hill that the support they are sending to Kultiris is doing a world of good. Thanks, Eamon. And I certainly will pass along your message to Velmic and everyone else here in Half Hill. <sighs> I just... Wish I didn't have to report news like this. Dwarven Dispatches is brought to you by Nessingwari Safari, who remind you that no one is meant for defeat. Checking the Azeroth calendar, the Dark Moon Fair wraps up their week today, but Hallow's End begins in less than a week. If you like getting spooky and special treats of all kinds, this will be a good month to do a tour of all your favorite inns throughout Azeroth and collect all you can eat. And be sure to make your plans to attend the Day of the Dead, which follows Hallow's End. Special events will be held in graveyards at capital cities throughout Azeroth for this two-day celebration of our gone but cherished loved ones. From the Half Hill Community Calendar, and this one's a real special one for me, folks, a community celebration will be held this weekend for my dad's birthday. That's right, folks. My dad has been a long-respected pillar of the Half-Hill community, not only for his professional achievements, but for his enduring commitment to the Pandaren values of family and hard work. So, friends and family will be gathering at Half-Hill Market to celebrate his special day, where all of his favorite foods and games will be available. So, come on out and help us all wish my dad a very happy birthday. It's time again for our weekly feature, The Inside Story, with our resident Draenei food and lodging critic, Velmic. So, uh, Velmic, before we get into this week's review, there is some news out of the Arathi Highlands. Yes, yes, I, I hear about that. <sighs> I am worried about Taolin too. But... I will trust in the Light and the Seventh Legion. I am grateful that Eamon is there to help. Me too, my friend. Me too. Whew, okay, so on to cheerier topics. Tell me all about Booty Bay. Yes, yes, good idea. So, 
what a place is Booty Bay. I wouldn't say friendly, but so much character. You know, from what I am seeing in Boralus and Booty Bay, maybe I am thinking after some time, I might become sailor. Wait, what? But what about what you're doing on the show? I mean, isn't that important to you? Well, Tosh, you, you know I love doing this show, but let's face it, it don't pay so good. I still have little separation pay from Army of Light, but that won't last forever. And when Tao Lin come back, I am thinking maybe I need to have a real job. I... but... well, hey, maybe you could work on my family's farm. Ah, I am about as good at farming as you are, Tosh. Hey! Uh, no offense. Uh, lots of time to think about that. Anyway, back to Booty Bay. In there is called Salty Sailor Tavern, and is run by innkeeper Skindle, and bartender is Nixrax Philomug. Both are a little gruff, but I am guessing they deal with rough people most of the time, so I don't take personal. It is a big, spacious place with three floors, main inn on first floor and tables on third, with two nice big bedrooms for sleeping on second floor between. Although I think one room might be permanent residence for someone who is running some type of school. I don't know. Well, that, that sounds very nice. Oh, yes, it was. I stay overnight and sound of water in bay put me right to sleep. You know, I bet if I go out on ship, I sleep better than I have my whole life. Yeah, well, maybe. So anyway, how was the how was the food at the end? Oh, between innkeeper and bartender, they have very large menu with many different kinds food and drink and good selection of seafood, of course. I have very nice meal of halibut, cornbread, and jungle vine wine. And for dessert, they have very nice banana bread. Cherry pie look good too, but I get that anywhere. Well, it sounds like you really enjoyed yourself very much. After meal, I go out and sit on rooftop by Flightmaster and watch sunset over bay, hearing sounds of sea, smelling salt in air, and feeling spray from lovely waterfalls behind building. <sighs> it was wonderful. So, anyway, I give Booty Bay and Salty Sailor Inn five crystals. Well, that's great, Velmic. So there you have it, listeners. Sounds like Booty Bay and the Salty Sailor Inn is a great destination. So, what destination will you be reviewing next week, my friend? Well, I am thinking I go to Stromgard Keep in Arathi Highlands. I don't know if there is in there, but, well, I think you understand. Yeah, yeah, yes, I do. Well, Dionys Aka, my friend. Dionys Akatosh. See you next week. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, where we're always glad you came, even if everyone doesn't know your name. So come on by and enjoy the friendliest service of the best food and drinks anywhere, including cold, refreshing Storm Stout Brew, made with pride and love by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Well, thanks for joining me again, and be sure to tune in later this week for a new show, 
the seagoing adventures of Jay Ree and the Pirates. Boy, we really got a real theme going here, don't we? Join Jay Ree, a young Pandaren fresh off the farm, as he finds himself thrown into thrilling adventures where he must use his wits and his new friends to foil the schemes of the goblin pirate Greedboot. See you next week, and remember, free Pandaria. Want more awesomeness every week? Visit weeklyawesome.com. Weekly podcasts to make your week better. Remember to smile and be awesome.